Welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast. We are so glad that you have tuned in to be blessed by the Spirit and the Word of God. Hi, I'm Alan McMillan. I'm the senior pastor here at the Lighthouse, and I hope that you are blessed beyond measure with what you hear through the Word of God. Check us out at our website at lighthousekpt.com and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LighthouseKPT. It would be our joy to get to know you better. But my concern is just sharing with you what the Lord has put on my heart. And what the Lord has put on my heart um, goes hand in hand with what Pastor Allen um, preached on Sunday. We hadn't spoke about it um, other than the, the fact that, that he did want the, the continuation uh, of the relationship series, and that is what we're talking about tonight. But Sunday, you remember, he preached talking about the church specifically and how you and I relate to the church and our relationship to the church. And uh, that is what God had already dealt with me about for tonight. Um, although in a slightly different way, than what, than what he presented. So I'm going to go ahead and bring to you what the Lord has, has given to me. Y'all remember, uh, Brother Peter's always, when, when, you know, when you talk about the church and what the church is, you know, if you're like me, probably your first thought is this, right? The, you know, this is the church. It's my local assembly. It's where, it's where I go. I have, I have friends there. I may have family there. It's, it's my church. It's my church family. So we, we tend to think about the church um, more, in a, uh, more in a personal and, uh, I don't want to say limited, but in a smaller scale. But you know what tonight, brothers and sisters? The church, and I'm talking about the church, is mighty in God, and it encompasses way more than Kingsport, Tennessee. You know, right tonight in Nashville, we've got IAF services going on. All throughout the United States, there are services going on tonight, apostolic services. There's, there, all throughout the world, there are services that are going on, and God is a big God, much bigger than Kingsport, Tennessee. He is the God that spoke this world into existence. And when he came to this earth and paid that price that only he could pay, he didn't just do it for me and he didn't just do it for you, but he paid the price. He said, I came to seek and to save that which is lost. And it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, and Pastor touched on this the other day. He said, you know, Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth, everywhere, wherever there is an ear to hear, God's plan and God's intent is that somebody would hear his word. Because the church, the church is global. And Bishop Peters, I think, had an insight into that because he, you know, he always he made this statement that the church is not an organization, but that the church is an organism. You remember that? How many times did he talk about the church being an organism? And, and that wasn't something that he just sort of pulled out of thin air. There's Bible for it. And that's, that's, that's kind of what I want to, to touch on a little bit tonight. If you have your Bibles... Uh, and I think maybe we have, uh, yeah, we've got, some, got somebody up there running the screens. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12. And I'm going to read several passages of Scripture here. 1 Corinthians 12 and 12. Brothers and sisters, we serve a big God and we're a part of a big church. 
We're a part of a big church. And when you and I, one of these days, those of us that remain faithful, those of us that remain true, we're going to spend eternity in a big heaven. And I, well, we don't have time to go into that, but there's a, there's a big universe out there that God has created. And I believe, my opinion, that it's not, it wasn't his plan that all of that be empty. I think God has things in store for the church, for the bride that we haven't even comprehended, that we haven't even thought of. But I can tell you, I want to be there. I want to be there. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Where are we at on time? We're good. The body, talking about the body of Christ. And again, I'm tying this into what, how Bishop Peters described the church. And it, well, in fact, the Bible talks about the church as the body of Christ. It's an organism that is living and breathing. And it is, it is alive because of the blood of Jesus. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts. I'm not, read, not reading a KJV, by the way. Though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. Just because it said it, just because it thought it, your foot just can't detach itself on its own from your body. It is a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I don't belong in the body it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body was an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged. Now listen to this. God has arranged. Who did it? God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, if we were all identical, if we all had the same ministry, if we all walked and talked exactly the same way, if we were all the same, where would the body be? If you just have one part, if you take a finger, if you take a hand, if you take a foot, you don't have a body. And Paul writing to the church said if, they were all, if we were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. Continuing on, the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Point your finger right here and say, indispensable. I said it Sunday, and I'll say it again tonight. Whether, whether you go to a church of 100 people, 50 people, or 10,000 people, everyone matters. Because again, God is, greater than, 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 God is greater than this church. As great as our church is, God is a big God, and the church is universal. He said, 
where those parts are indispensable and the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that if there should so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Verse 27 is key. He said, now you, and I know you've heard this before, but we're talking about our relationship with the church in this context. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you are a part of it. Can you say thank you, Jesus? You know, it's sad today because how many people leave this world, in many cases by their own hand, and maybe they leave a note, or you're talking to family members that after that, uh, that, that, that sort of knew where they were in their mind, and oftentimes it, they, they, they just felt like they didn't belong. They, 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 didn't, they didn't fit in anywhere. They, they, you know, socially, they just didn't seem to connect with anybody. They, they didn't seem to click. And brothers and sisters, let me tell you, to be a part of the body of Christ is one of the greatest things we can be a part of. To be a part of the church is one of the greatest things that we can be a part of. And tonight, understand, listen, when God calls us in, when he filled you with the Holy Ghost, and when he baptized you, when you went down in that water, and his blood, his name, the blood that was shed on Calvary covered you. Listen, when you stepped into this thing, into the church we didn't step into apostolic lighthouse we you, it, our church is not one where you go down in the water to become a member or you sign a card to become a member your relationship with God what I'm saying tonight lighthouse your relationship to, with God is bigger even than this church our relationship is with God the Father it doesn't matter where he leads. It doesn't matter. Uh, Pastor Allen talked about it Sunday, how the wind blows wherever it wants to go. And our job, our duty, our responsibility, our relationship to the church tonight is that of a member of the body where it, no matter where we fit into that puzzle, no matter where we tie in, no matter where God arranged us to be, we're going to step and be exactly what he called us to be in that place. Can you say amen? He, God has arranged each and every one of us. And, and what I want you to understand tonight is that my relationship with the church, it's more than just coming out to the house of God. It's more than a giving of my time, giving of my money. It's more than tithing. It's more than worship and praise. My responsibility, my relationship is to, uh, to the church is to understand that I am actually a part of it just as a part of the body, therefore everything I do needs to be of the mindset that I am a part of something greater than I am. How many times did we read Paul when he was writing to the churches and he would introduce, he would begin a letter by saying, Paul, a prisoner. 
And he wasn't using that term like derogatory, but he was getting across an illustration of something that was in his mind, of something that was in his heart. Because I think even as he began to write, as, as God would deal with him to, to, to bring something to the church, to bring something to the church as that he was responsible for, he, he was reminding himself that everything I say, everything I write, everything I do, everywhere I go, everything is to be to the glory of God and everything is to be for the church because I am a part of the church. I'm a member of the body of Christ and the last thing that I want to do is to be doing my own thing. I want to, be, I want to let everything I do be to the glory of God. That's my relationship to the church. It's the, and let me share this with you. Let me share this with you. You know what's what's the one thing in, in what's the one thing in your body that every, like a, if, if it's a hand, if it's a foot, if it's a knee, what heart, lungs? What's the one thing that is absolutely required for you to live? The Bible even talks about it. Blood. Life is in the blood. Blood is the common denominator that it doesn't matter what part of your body you're talking about. Every single part down to the cells requires blood. That's the common denominator. And you know what? That's the, the, when, when you begin to think about that, and we understand a scripture that says we're buried with him in baptism. And we understand the scripture that talks about we are baptized how? Into Christ. Brothers and sisters, it's that same blood of Jesus. Listen, it's the same blood that he shed on Calvary that's running through your spiritual veins tonight. It's the same blood that gave him the strength, that gave him the power and the ability to lay his life down. The same blood that was running through his veins in the spiritual sense that could speak to the blind man and they be made whole. The same one that called forth Lazarus from the grave. The Bible said if that same spirit which was in Christ Jesus dwell in you. It's that spirit, church, that's gonna quicken our mortal body. It's that spirit that's gonna take us out of here one day. And it is the blood of Jesus Christ that makes us a part of the church. It's not a card that you sign. It's not even the fact that you were here every Sunday last month. Is that important? Yes, of course. As a member of the body of Christ, I've got to be a part of the body of Christ. But the thing to understand tonight, brothers and sisters, it is Jesus Christ and his blood that unites us. It's what gives us strength. It's what gives us life. It's what gives the anointing. It gives the power and it's the reason that we have hope because of the blood of Jesus Christ. My relationship to the church is a relationship to a living, breathing organism, not an institution, not an organization. It's something that is alive, a living, breathing, thinking with Jesus Christ himself as the head Entity, And I said that to say this, buildings, institutions, they're just that. A building is a building. An organization is an organization. But a living, breathing organism moves, it walks, it reacts, and it thinks. And brothers and sisters, the church tonight, that's why, you know, we talk about 
We do things a little bit differently today than we have in the past. The core doctrine hasn't changed. We're still preaching the same message of salvation. Why? It's because it's the same blood. The blood, listen, this is what's so exciting to me. You and I here tonight, Apostolic Lighthouse, on a Wednesday night in 2020, we have the very same spiritual blood running through our veins that Apostle Paul had, that Peter had, when he preached the day of Pentecost. It's the same spirit. It's the same anointing. It's the same blood. And we are a part of the same church. Peter may not have gone to Lighthouse. He may not have gone to, uh, to Point of uh, Mercy in Nashville, but we are all part of the church, and the church is bigger even than this one building. When God called you into this thing, he called you not just even to a local assembly, but he called you into his body. He said, I need you. I have arranged a place for you in my body. I've got a ministry for you to do. It may be great, it may be small, but I've got somewhere, I've got a position, some place for you to fill. And listen, it may be in Kingsport, it may be in California, it may be in South America, but wherever it is, the church and the blood is the same. One church. We are one body, and many, many members form that one body. One of the great things about the church, brothers and sisters, is the fact that we're not all the same. We're all different. I have, I have friends, family. You have friends and family. We're all different. We have different sometimes ways of thinking and ways of looking at things and ways of reacting, but... At the same time, we share that bloodline, that bloodline of Jesus in which we were baptized and buried into. We are part of the same church, and it is the diversity that makes us powerful. Because just like Paul said, if everybody was a hand, then that body's not going to get around very well. If every part of the body was a foot, then you don't have a body. You have a foot. And so... Understand tonight that because we're all different, that is what makes us great. Think about that for a minute. Because sometimes we have of a mindset, if I'm not this, you know, that or the other, Jesus arranged us. He arranged, doesn't the Bible say, fitly framed together. Jesus Christ being the, the brick layer, if you will, or the stone layer. And, and, and in every, every little section of that wall, he, he, had, he had a choice of what to put there. All down through time, thousands of years, he had a choice of what to put in this particular section. And then what would fit exactly right in this particular section. And what would fit exactly right in this particular section. Brothers and sisters, tonight, you have been placed where you are when you are for such a time as this and you were placed there by God. You were placed there by God. It's not by accident that you're alive in 2020. It's not by accident that you're here tonight. It's not by accident that you feel certain gifts in the ministry. You feel certain abilities. God has endowed you and given you certain capabilities. Brother Jeremy can do things spiritually and has capabilities that I don't have. 
but that's because of the diversity that God has built into the church. We're all a part of the same body. We're all a part of the same global church, but we're all different yet it is that difference that makes us great. It's that difference that makes us effective in ministry. As a matter of fact, I would go further to say, and Paul even, even alluded to this in the scripture text tonight, that we have to be different. He said, you can't all be hands. You can't all be heads. You can't all be shoulders. He said, we have to be different as members of the body of Christ. My relationship to the church is different than your relationship to the church, yet we're all in the same church. And I don't mean lighthouse tonight. When I say church, I'm talking about the church. God has placed us as he saw fit. We're interdependent of one another. We, we need one another, and yet at the same time, Brother Jim can operate in ministry in one capacity that I don't have. I operate in a different capacity of, of ministry. You operate in yet another capacity of ministry, but we're all working for the body and we're all working in the body of Christ. What's my relationship to the church? My relationship to the church is as a part of the body of Christ. You know, tonight, being a member, you know, why think some and some of us this this goes back many many years for me it goes back to 1981 why did you get into this thing why was it that that you know you 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 spent the time in prayer and in repentance and then came to this maybe not necessarily this baptistry although some of us did Baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Why did you make that commitment to God? Well, I, I, you know, I, I want to make it to heaven. I want to be saved. And I think that would be foundation principle for all of us. Reason number one, I want to make it to heaven. So I want to get into the body of Christ. I want his blood applied. And I want to be grafted in, if you will, to the body. And I want his spirit breathed back into me. I want to be a part of that body. But you know what? There are benefits. That it's, it's great. It's the, the rewards that we have, I mentioned it a moment ago. I absolutely believe that we can't really even understand all of what God has prepared for us. But brothers and sisters, tonight there are blessings. There are benefits. There are joys to being a member of the church today. Right here, right now where we live. It's a blessing. How many times have you had drama, maybe situations going on at work, maybe situations going on in your own family, and you walk into this sanctuary, and there's something about your church family that just, it just seems to kind of wash that away, and, and we, begin to, we begin to fellowship with one another, and we begin to worship with one another, and, 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 the, and the Spirit of God begins to move, and the next thing you know, you walk out those doors feeling encouraged. You walk out those doors feeling lifted up you walk out those doors not the same as you came in it's because the church is working as God intended and a brother or a sister had a ministry of fellowship yeah a ministry of fellowship reached out shook your hand spoke to you gave you a hug lifted you up listen there are so many things that God does in the church today I don't think we even realize, so I'm going to touch on just a few of them. 
I said, I said a moment ago, it's because of our diversity, it's because of our difference that we can be strong. The church brings diversity. Sometimes I, like, I have certain ways of thinking. You have certain ways of thinking, but we come to the house of God and we hear the man of God minister a word and, and it sort of opens our mind to another picture. We begin to realize, look at things a different way. We have friends and family in the church. We come together. God begins to minister. God begins to deal and we begin to talk and confess to one another sometimes. I've been going through this and I've been going through that. And in that, God manages to take what was weighing us down and lay those chains off to the side. In the church, we get diversity. It, my weakness can be your strength, and my strength can be there for your weakness. That's something you only get in the church, brothers and sisters. We get teaching. We get fellowship. Here's one you may not have thought of. In the church, and I'm talking about the church, we get an opportunity. Opportunity? What, we, I mean, we all have all kinds of opportunities. No, I'm talking about an opportunity to serve. Well, we, you, you can serve. I mean, there's all kinds of clubs and there's all kinds. Listen, that, and, that's, and, and by the way, let me just time out here, interject. Thank you. We, we've had several that have reached out as far as this pastoral care. And that's kind of what I'm talking about here. Yeah, there's all kinds of programs uh, of ministry, you know, people reaching out and contact programs and so forth. But one thing that you get in the church that you don't get anywhere else, I can be a part of any group and I can hand out a card, I can hand out a, uh, you know, a, a pat on the back, I can do all those things. There's lots of groups and, and thing, organizations that, that do that kind of stuff. But only in the church can I actually minister to someone. Only, and I don't mean in this building. I mean only in the church as a part of the body of Christ with his blood and his spirit moving and working in my life can I actually minister to someone. And that is a benefit, brothers and sisters, of being in the church. Being able to be used of God to say something maybe you didn't even realize what you said or to do something that you didn't even realize what you did. But God used you even in passing sometimes to minister to somebody. Have you ever thought about the opportunity that we have being a part of the church to minister? Last thing I'm going to touch on, and this is one of, and this, uh, some, you know, there are some folks, particularly, you, you, you see this, if you, if you see interviews of successful people, they talk about, what do you enjoy? I enjoy things that challenge me. You ever been challenged by God in the church? Oh, Yeah. Absolutely. God challenges us to grow. He challenges. Sometimes we reach plateaus in our walk with him. Sometimes we reach plateaus in our walk with God. And God will challenge us. And again, how many times have we heard Pastor David say it? To take our ministry to another level. To take it to the, to the next plateau. We have, we're ch in, in, in ministry and in service to God, we're challenged. Taking, going back to what I said at the beginning as, as to being a part of the body. When your body is injured, other parts of your body will see that as a challenge. And what do they do? They race to that area and try to minister. Do they not? 
If you're severely injured, endorphins and other things will kick in to try and suppress pain. And other parts of your body, you know, blood vessels and, and white cells and all these kinds of things will begin to work to try and heal what is damaged. It's, it's, it's responding to a challenge. Brothers and sisters, we, every one of us could stand and testify tonight of the difference that God has made in our life. Amen? I believe every one of us could stand and say, you know, God has done this, God has done that, and we could go on and on about what a difference that he has made in our life. What I want you to understand tonight is that in the church, you can be the difference. Pastor Allen touched on it Sunday, talking about that song that was written when people were complaining about all these things going on and asking God, what are you going to do about it? You know, he said, I did do something about it. I created you. Why? It's because the church is present tense right now. We are the hands and feet. We are the ministry. If God is going to heal somebody, if God is going to save somebody, think about this. If God is going to minister to somebody on this earth, He's going to do it through the church. Now you think about that for a moment. That is the importance of being a part of the body of Christ. And you have an opportunity, I have an opportunity to be a part of that. And you can't get that without the church. Let me read you another passage of scripture. This is in Hebrews chapter 10. The writer talked that with, with these privileges, with all the good things, there are responsibilities. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is a familiar passage of scripture about assembling ourselves together. But I like the way this was worded. So let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. See, here's the thing about it. As a part of the body of Christ, again, it's my responsibility. It's our responsibility. Do you remember when, when um, Jesus was talking to Saul at the time? He said, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. You remember that? It's because he was pushing. He was, God was trying to get him to go in a direction. God was trying to get him uh, to, to follow a certain path, and he kept pushing against it. He kept trying to kick back against it. That's not the way I want to go. And the Lord finally told him, he said, it's hard, isn't it? And it is hard. But what I'm saying tonight is that God and Paul, talk, or the writer of Hebrews, talking about this, he said the more the day approaches, as time goes on, you and I need to encourage one another to be in the house of God. We need to encourage one another to be here. Why? Because if I'm, the, the, the day that I miss, the service that I miss may very well be the one where God was going to speak to me. Now, am I saying that if you, if you miss a service, you're going, no, of course, that's not what we're saying. But the emphasis, and the scripture said, let's encourage, he, the scripture said, let's spur one another on. Encourage one another, even if you have to give them a little bit of a kick. Encourage one another to be at the house of God. Why? 
It's because that's where you know, our bodies are continually uh, regenerating and, and renewing and cells are dying and new cells are being created. It, it's, it's, a, it's a constant process. So it is in the body of Christ. And when we come out to church, that's when we get fresh rhema word, fresh food from God. It's when we come and we hear through the man of God. Moving on. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. And again, Pastor touched on, this, uh, touched on this Sunday. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell. You've heard the translation said would not prevail, or this translation says, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. What I want you to notice, though, is this. He said, I'm going to build my church on this rock and the gates of hell. You know what? Tonight we are positioned right at the gates of hell. Now, wait a minute. What? The church, the church is positioned for attack. The church is, listen, we're not, we're not you and I, you and I tonight, do we get attacked? Yes, we get attacked. But God has positioned the church, the church. God has positioned the church against the gates of hell and said that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. Those of us tonight who part of this body, those of us tonight who are in this church, those of us tonight that have his blood and that have his name, I want you to understand the power that you have over the enemy. I want you to understand the authority that you have over the enemy. You will not be defeated as long as we stay in the church, as long as we stay in the body. Noah's, just as in Noah's day, as long as they stayed where? In the ark. The ark was safety. And you know what? Just, just interjecting, the ark itself, and you know, we often we, we have in our mind a picture of what the ark is, what it looked like. We know, we know the dimensions. You know, there's the thing in Kentucky, the, 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 replica, the replica, rather, of the, of the ark. But what we don't often think about, what was it like in the ark? It was smelly. It's probably stuffy. It was probably uncomfortable. They were crammed in there. The people were crammed in there. Noah's family was crammed in there with all the animals. And you know what else? It took a lot of work. The ark required, I mean, granted, they weren't in there for years and years and years. But when they were in the ark, while they were being saved, they had to work to maintain the ark. There were animals to take care of and all that goes into that. There were themselves to take care of and all that goes into that. It wasn't pleasant. I'm sure they got into arguments. I'm sure some of the animals got into arguments. But the point is, brothers and sisters, and I've heard some people say, well, you know, the... Well, there's just so much, there's just so much there's things going on at that church and, and, and this and that and, and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, listen, the ark is a busy place. The ark is a smelly place. The ark is sometimes an uncomfortable place. But you know what? It's the very thing that is going to save your life. Brothers and sisters in the church, there's, there is no perfect church. 
Because there are no perfect people. Even though we are a part of the body of Christ, even though we have his blood, even though we have his spirit, we're still human and have this flesh to deal with. And so the ark sometimes is messy. And sometimes, you know, one another, things come up and this comes up and there's drama over here and there's some cleanup in aisle five and there's all these other kinds of things that are happening. But at the same time, brothers and sisters, it's the very thing that's going to save us from the pits of hell and is going to take us to the gates of glory. It's the only thing. It is the very thing that God, it is the mechanism by which we must be saved. And that is getting into the ark. How? We're buried with him in baptism. The Bible used the ark as that example. So is it perfect in the church? No. And is everybody always going to say everything exactly right? No. But you know what? It's better than being out there drowning. Amen? Because that's the reality of where we are. The church, my, my relationship to the church, what is my relationship to the church? My relationship to the church is to make sure, number one, that I stay in it. Number one, that I stay in it. I want, no, no matter what comes, no matter what goes. Now again, am I saying you have to be in this particular assembly forever? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the church. Your ministry is not tied to a building. My ministry is not tied to a building. My ministry is from the Lord. Your ministry is from the Lord. Wherever he may lead, wherever he may call, wherever he may direct. But the point is, brothers and sisters, let us stay in the church. Because there is no other alternative. There is no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And brothers and sisters, it is only through him that we can make it. I'm thankful for the church tonight. I'm thankful for the church tonight. The church has a vision. And I'm so thankful that we've been we've been. We've been blessed with leadership. We have a vision. We have a vision for evangelism. We have a vision for growth. We have a vision for soul winning. We have a vision you're seeing now for expansion and all these things that are going on. But we also have a vision for caring for those that we have. That's what I touched on Sunday. And again, I want to thank those of you that, 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 have, that have already volunteered, that have already given me your names. It's... it's uh, it fits in perfectly, and I don't mean to, 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 to over, overhash it, if you will, but it fits in perfectly. Your body, naturally, God created, your body takes care of itself. It does. If you're injured, your body will work as best it can to heal that injury. It, it's a, we, God has created us as a beautiful, self-sustaining organism. That's what the church was created to be a beautiful, self-sustaining organism. And so that's why we want to care for one another. If you have a crisis, we want to try, can we, do we have, you know, necessarily the, the answer? Maybe, maybe not, but we're going to pray with you and we're going to let you know that you're not alone, that your church family, that the body of Christ that you're a part of, that, they're, that we know that you're hurting and that we're hurting with you and that we're believing with you and that we're praying with you and that with God's, uh, with faith in God and with God's hand in it, that we're going to see you through. It's the body. That's my relationship with the church.
Acts chapter 2, verse 41 through 47, and I'm finishing up here quickly. Those who accepted his message, those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread. See, I love that. Apostolics were eaten from day one. Do y'all know today? That's, that's biblical. That's biblical. And to the breaking of bread and to prayer, everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles, more correctly by God through the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. All the believers were what? Together. All the believers were together. Did that mean they all lived in the same house? No. It meant that they were united as a church. They were together. They were unified as a body of Christ. Brothers and sisters, that's what we want to be. I want to be in the church. I want to stay in the church. I want to be a part of the church. And I want to be unified with the church. Amen? So that's in that Acts. Well, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who should be saved. Just for the sake of time, let me read you one. Again, another chapter here, another verse rather, Acts chapter 9, verse 26. He said, when he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples. Watch this. He tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he, that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles, told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Grecian Jews. They tried to kill him. What, what's that about? Brothers and sisters, here's the thing about the church. The church can and will change you. Saul spent all his effort. He was a well-educated man. In fact, he was so educated that he had gone to the extreme in the other direction. But when you come into contact with Jesus Christ, when you come into contact by extension with us as part of the church, we, through him, will make a difference. We read the scripture talking about miracles and signs and wonders. And here, Paul came into contact with God you know the story, went through the conversion process and then became one of the greatest, if not the greatest apostles and it's the reason we're talking about him tonight. The church will make a difference in your life. My relationship to the church, brothers and sisters, it needs to be central in our life. My relationship to the church needs to be central in my life. It needs to be of, of the utmost importance. And again, am I saying that it's tied to, to this building? No, I'm not. Well, I started this lesson tonight with the understanding that God is a big God and that the church is global. 
And when we say we serve a big God, we, we say we serve the God that created. When we say we serve the God that spoke this world into existence, brothers and sisters, anything is possible. Anything is possible if you and I just believe. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that today's message has blessed you. For more information about Lighthouse Church, check out our website at lighthousekpt.com. You can also check us out on all social media platforms at Lighthouse KPT. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel to stay up to date with the most recent content from Lighthouse Church. Thank you all. Have a great day and God bless.